and 2023 are over, but we are just getting started here in 2024 on Post Show Recaps. I am your host, Brooklyn Zed, here to cover Final Fantasy IX with my co-host, as always, Adam H. Adam, how's it, how's it going? I mean, you know I'm what? Reluctant to ask. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we're 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 going, Zed. You know what? I do want to start off this podcast uh, on a very positive note here to celebrate um, us a little bit, but then, of course, also to celebrate you. It was pointed out recently that we are just past. I uh, I don't know. Whatever this, uh, whatever. We are just past the three year anniversary of the Final Fantasy podcast, which sort of feels like a crazy long time, but said, I don't, you know, whatever, that doesn't involve me completely. So uh, in terms of just me, how long do you think that I've been here? Do you remember when our first Final Fantasy podcast was? Gosh, let's see. So I played seven and then remake and then eight, I think was the order that we did things in, or I did seven and then eight and then remake. Um, It would have been, I think in, was it as early as 2022? Have we been podcasting on this on this on this feed together for more than a year already? So, uh, while this is your three year anniversary of the Final Fantasy podcast, it is my year and a half anniversary. We started June fourth of twenty twenty two. Final Fantasy seven again, another okay. first trip to Midgar, and since then we did what? We did original Final Fantasy seven. We did remake. We did Crisis Core. We did uh, that's it, right? and and now nine and then now nine is this okay. your first non-final fantasy seven podcast <laughs> in a year in a year and a yeah. half of podcasting yeah and ironically i it, well maybe not my favorite because remake was probably the best but i definitely am enjoying this like the second most crisis core who right um so <laughs> it's okay it is wild I, that we talked about that game for as long as we did we what talked a, about it forever it was just genesis what a project clone after genesis genesis clone. Clone. yeah yeah i actually ran into a genesis clone on the way to panera this morning um <laughs> oh man um okay so we're a little delayed here in the final fantasy podcast and for the most part, I will take the blame on that. Not all of it, but for, you know, I'll take like 80, 80 plus ish percent of it. Um, you know, holidays are always very, very tough. We did uh, quite a bit of traveling, although we did, you know, bring, bring one to you uh, during that point, which was great. Um, I have now, since the new year, had to go into the office a couple days a week after having uh, been completely working from home for three plus years at this company. So uh, that has been a uh, significant challenge for me and has subsequently taken away a lot of my time to um, play for as long as I usually do. Um, officially though, not that I would ever play during working hours, but commute is uh, a tough thing. And then also just like needing time to decompress from having to wear nice for clothes sure. and go into a place. Like there's a lot more than just the actual time in the office that's going to that. So, um, that's why this is a little delayed, but fear not. If anyone thinks that I would ever abandon my emotional support Steiner, you just, you just don't know me. Okay. You just simply don't. Um, I was very glad to be back at it today. Although, uh, we ran into quite a few issues in a couple hours, multiple, multiple hours that I played through. At the end of this podcast, you're going to think to yourself, wow, Adam did not get very far um, in this, uh, in this uh, you know, little section of game here. I played over seven hours uh, of oh this goodness. for this game. I played over seven hours, and, and admittedly, like, four of it was last night because after playing three, I was sort of like, 
I have nothing to talk about. I literally have <laughs> just not a single thing to talk about whatsoever. Um, and so I just kind of grinded a bunch of game last night. And grinded is really going to be the key <laughs> to this section of the game here for a lot of reasons, including I don't know what to do with these items at this point. I still don't. I kind of thought that I did. I put in some time like trying to figure it out and work it out, but I I I, I didn't. I didn't get to where I needed to go, to be completely honest with you. Um, and then I was pretty horribly underleveled. And when rando encounters are just wiping me uh, and I don't have the opportunity to actually like, go back to a save point and figure out a good place to grind, I'm just going to overgrind and overcorrect a little bit so I don't have to do it again. So we'll talk about that once we get in there. The other problem. I feel like we just talked about this a podcast or two ago where well, I was like, isn't it interesting, Adam, how this keeps happening where I'm pretty sure I always tell you to do something and then you're like, mm, I'm not going to do that. And then you get far enough into the game and you're like, Oh, I am under leveled for this far into the game. And yeah. now I have to do something about it. I, personally Zed, I think it's a coincidence that it's happened multiple times. Um, Every time I think four for four is where we're at right now. No, there's no way it happened for crisis core. I was like, I was like, no, I I don't even know why I did all those level missions or whatever. No one was, knows why anybody does. No all one knows why anyone's in them. But I, I other than having time. the completionist curse that yeah. I have, I don't think I was under leveled in remake. Actually, I think I was like, do, I think I was okay there. I do remember grinding in seven in that cave thing. Mm. Um, well, that's sort of inevitable, regardless. That just I happens. Think. Even if you've even if you've leveled properly by the t when you're headed to the very end of the game there's going to be some some grinding in in the northern cave yeah just... so that was like the only grinding i think really i don't know I can't listen i'm not going to be the one to check the tapes if anybody's gonna no i have no clue yeah let me know if this is incorrect let me know but also this is not the podcast where i admit that i'm wrong so that's a separate <laughs> podcast um you have to you have to go find that elsewhere. But um, I know I did predict this yes. just a week or two ago. Well, okay. So the other part of this is at the beginning of the game, and this was maybe a function of like, I'm, I'm certainly not blaming you for this, but I think you didn't say it because you wanted me to figure it out or because like I maybe didn't want you to tell me. The, the item leveling progression, like the AP of it all. So when you mm -hmm. uh, equip a new item, my understanding was you just learn the things on there from that but then when you unequip it you um like would still have it but there are lots of items that i have not like fully progressed Finished. that i yeah. thought that i did and so like for example when i unequipped i don't know whatever whatever the name of the item is from dagger and i was like oh this is weird why can't she summon anything now um it turns out it was because i unequipped the one thing and she was not like fully there yet which made it like mm -hmm. very very difficult and then let's say hypothetically that you equip, I, I don't know, uh, I think it's a topaz or whatever to dagger where she can only summon Ifrit and then you fight nothing but fire creatures for the whole time, hypothetically, that were to maybe happen. And then for some reason, dagger is losing concentration like every three yeah. seconds. Like she, she has no idea how to concentrate on one thing. Should this person really be the queen? I don't think so. Not a lot of concentrating abilities. Um... Listen, nobody so listening to this ability. podcast is going to argue that monarchy is uh, is the system to go for. Yeah, especially not when they're like children. Um, maybe Iko should be the queen. If we're just gonna, if, if we're just gonna, I don't know who who of the main cast 
I mean, it's Steiner, right? It's just Steiner. Who should be in charge of a kingdom? Oh, I was. I think I'd say Freya. Mm, Steiner okay, is okay. like too. He's too. This is the way that things are done, and therefore we will continue to do things this way. Yeah. With like less wiggle room for considering the individual circumstances of a situation. Obviously, that started to change over time. Mm-hmm. He's, He's not growing. the Steiner he was at the start of disc one. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Freya has the experience both as a fighter, but also the like compassion and humanity. And she's a rat person. So she's already like used to being uh, a different species to other people, maybe, and having more understanding that way. So I'd advocate for Freya. For, okay. Yeah. I was going to say mayor for queen. <laughs> I don't Freya, hate that Freya at all. Mayor. Let's, uh, it's not Pia. I don't think it's Dagger. Echo's like six years old, so that's not it. Vivi's like nine, so that's not it. And also Vivi has an emotional breakdown every year. Yeah, Freya minutes, is at so. least an adult, too. Yeah, Freya is an adult. <sighs> is it like Baku? <laughs> do we do we go into the other tantalus people? I don't people? think we're trusting. Okay, Baku not Baku. To do All right. Well, congratulations to Freya on your new queendom. Um, okay, she's uh, twenty one. She's barely an adult. Ooh, that's an adult though. That's an adult. When you're, I, I think the like one of the highest percentage ages of people that say that they're like I'm an adult, like who say that line, are probably twenty one year olds. Yeah. Not that that makes them more are are like 18 to 22 and they're kind of over because they're actually adults and they hate it. Yes. Yeah. No one actually wants to be uh, an adult here. Let me tell you, or at least I don't. Oh no. Oh no. I'm an adult. Yeah. (laughs) Stop, 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 stop. Why is this happening? Uh, (laughs) Everyone just calm down for a second. (laughs) Um, Okay. I'm, I'm just, I, I don't, uh, that's enough stalling. Oh, the only other thing is totally, totally separate from Final Fantasy, but I was excited to tell you specifically. Um, I am going to see John Mulaney tonight, actually. So I don't know if we can, like, work in John Mulaney quotes into this podcast somehow, but I am going to see John Mulaney at the at, at the theater tonight. So I'm very excited about that. So there you go. That's the I other. I am pretty, pretty conversant in those references. That is absolutely unrelated to this Yeah, song. no, it's totally unrelated. I was trying to think of a way to, like, weave it in, and I just, I couldn't get there. But, but I'm sure you will have a good time i yeah. saw him live once like eight years ago or something uh i'm hoping one it's of, like or his special went to netflix yeah but. i'm hoping it's not just all the same stuff that i've seen him or i've like i guess I've, I've never like seen him live so i'm just hoping it's not like all the same stuff that i know like you don't know but i don't know i don't really know how comedy acts works i don't i don't go to a lot of like live comedy shows i want i just want mm-hmm. tickets through work so it's like you know okay nice. let's uh, uh, is there anything else Anything else you want to to? I don't. I don't, th- I don't think so. We gotta remember where we were. Yeah. We're gonna go some places. We're gonna uh, do some things. We'll be... get off track later, as, mm-hmm. as usual, probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's go ahead and jump in and see what's going on okay. in the world of of Terra. No, oh, of God. What world is Terra? Oh my God. <laughs> um. Okay. Good to be back. I'm sure people are uh loving loving that we're back here, despite the fact that. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. Okay, so we are with Ico. Um, where we are, I don't really know. Um, this is Kuja's place. Okay, so if if I just if I literally just turn the page over, where we and the last thing I did last time was yes, please remind us was Sid the Frog walking slower than anything oh has yeah, ever yeah, walked. Yeah. To get to an hourglass and a scale, not to balance it, 
but rather to climb up the scale and I do something with an hourglass. How could I forget? This, this was, he was just Erica from Survivor. Smash the hourglass and then it, <laughs> it's fine. Basically, I think is the, is the, is the situation. And then I go VV and uh, the flaming ginge are all saved. So that's where we, that's the last thing I did last time was Sid accomplishing this task and saving everyone. And now I pick up with Iko. Okay, wait, hold on. It's Iko, the Flaming Ginge, and, and Dagger, and Vivi. They're, oh my God. Okay, hold on. See, I okay, I thought this made sense to me, but I, so I'm with Iko. Yeah, okay. I do not yet have enough context to help you explain what's going on. The, the, okay, so I know like what's happening. I just don't know the name of the place where I'm at. Okay, so Iko is going around and uh, lighting torches and lighting candles all over the place. Okay, so you're in, this is in the desert. Sure. Is that Kuja's? Um, I yeah. thought it was a ship. Okay, whatever. Maybe it's not a ship. Well, Maybe it's where he sends you. Uh, uh, but it's connected by whatever telepad to. Okay. Got it. Iko is dealing with the torches and we're just turning them on and we're unlocking secret doors and we are having secret window passages appear because we are lighting torches. This happens for a long time. Um, and sort of starts the trend here of I did a thing that took a long time, but I have nothing to say about it because all it is is just I go running around and me hitting enter to turn on the torches and another light door, whatever, appearing. You get the bloodstone. We get a bunch of bloodstones, a bunch of blo I mean, there are tons of blood. Did you take did you take them? Yeah. Of course okay. I did. What do, I mean, I don't know. What, what, I mean, a blood, I, I, so I did watch this part of my playthrough this morning, trying to remember things that happened to me four months ago. Um, and I said, I was like, imagine you just run through here and you don't take any of the stuff because taking a bloodstone does not sound like a good idea. <laughs> Eh, if it gives me the option to take something, I'm just going to take yeah, it. Generally, particularly at this point in a in game development, if it says, do you want to take... And this game you've learned, it's like, poke yeah. it, look at it, do nothing. You you got to poke it yeah. or nothing's going to happen. Or absolutely nothing is going to happen. Yeah, I have no problem with taking bloodstones. Um, I'm a big theft guy just in general, to be honest with you. So, uh, love like, that like we're... Well, you know, um, who, who's to say? Uh, we are uh, stealing bloodstones. You can't from... steal from corporations. It's morally not possible. Um. Oh. Okay. I thought. Okay. That's my I, stance. No, no, no. I agree with you, but I uh, I disagree with the with the premise. Or I. Well, you okay? I agree with the premise, but I disagree with your take on the execution because I think you definitely can steal from corporations, and it is also morally required to do it. Got <laughs> um, it. Okay, sure, sure. I yeah, got it. I understand what you're saying. Um, okay, okay. Uh, yeah, I think we're in agreement there. Okay. Anyway, we're stealing bloodstones. We're also getting stuff from each bloodstone that's like attached to it. There's like some. I don't know. There's like an armor and there's, I don't know. A hat and a whatever. shield. Yeah, it's all like all kinds of stuff here. I don't know why we were hiding treasures or we're stealing treasures, but whatever. Then comes uh, the one of the worst things that has ever happened to me in this game. A, we're fighting a giant uh, chest of drawers here. A giant, <laughs> um, I, I don't know what other people call these dressers or just wardrobes, maybe. I don't know. 
we're fighting this. And I want to paint you a picture because do you remember, and it's interesting we started this podcast with like all the way back. Do you remember back in Final Fantasy VII as we are leaving, uh, leaving the headquarters down the elevator? We are fighting something on the other side of the mm-hmm. elevator. And I had all melee characters right. as well as um, Barrett, but he did not have a ranged but gun he, attached. He had the cannonball. He I ran the, into this problem yeah. on my current playthrough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, I, and my, um, my solution to that was to basically do nothing until the doggo got a limit break and that was the only right. damage that i could do okay yes yeah <laughs> glad that we remember that because it felt so similar to this fight because i had Ico, who has no offensive capabilities save for smack them in the face for somewhere <laughs> between 11 and 16 damage at yeah, this with point. her flute yeah we have the Flaming Ginge, who was a damage superstar, dealing 140-ish damage per turn. We had Dagger, who also has no offensive capabilities and could not summon at this point and also lost concentration on healing all the time. And we had Vivi, who could have theoretically been good had this enemy not been able to reflect a lot of the bad things that VV wanted to do to it. Yeah. So on a turn of combat, it was Ginge smacks him for 140 points of damage. Amazing start. VV follows up with a smack of his own for roughly 10 damage. Iko follows up with a smack of her own for roughly 13, 15 points of damage. And Dagger casts heal or life or whatever on whoever just got rocked by something uh-huh and it took me about an hour to get through this one combat i have no idea how much hp this thing had thousands though and yeah, i was doing- i actually had a similar problem uh my party that was in the desert palace was echo vv garnet and quinna mm. uh, so quinna was my physical damage dealer doing uh-huh 150 or so points of damage and you're just sitting there chipping away forever at the valley of pira is what it's actually called um which has twelve thousand hp yeah i mean it literally took me an hour and i was just sitting here like yeah I, and at i at least point... did have some summons uh dagger or some summons by that point um but it is it's a long fight i thought i think it looked a a door or a window but either way classic final fantasy why not fight an inanimate object for no explicable reason we love rando inanimate object fights like truly they love that more than anything i mean maybe even more than i love steiner i don't know um it was just it, it didn't make any sense i couldn't explain to you why we fought this thing or what this thing was or what it was doing i mean we were going around and stealing a bunch of stuff from this place and maybe like if the bloodstones had something although i will say at the beginning of the fight it did like try to do a bunch of stuff and then it was like i can only do this one thing because you whatever mm-hmm. with bloodstones so maybe i just got a bunch of bloodstones and did it but i don't yeah. know that's my assumption of like i you took some of the power away which was probably good because if I didn't, th- there was no way I could. If if this did like any yeah, semblance it of real damage, magic defense, for instance. 
Yeah. I mean, it would have been, it would have been cooked. I would have been absolutely done. So we beat the chest of drawers. Great. Absolutely terrible fight. Miserable. Demoralizing was really questioning what life choices I had made to get me to this point in a very similar way to I did as I was going down the Final Fantasy seven uh, elevator. So if there's yeah. one thing this game is, it is consistent with uh, giving me a slight existential crisis, usually at roughly 1130, 1145 p.m., um, give or take. So, there I mean, we listen, I've played Final Fantasy seven at least five times now, and I still I did have ranged at least one ranged character, but also I had Barrett with the cannonball because I think that's the most recent weapon you can get for him in that yep. fight. Oh yeah. And why on earth would you give Barrett a non-ranged weapon? It makes no sense. And I was like, why can't Barrett attack? And people in the chat are like, does he have the cannonball? I was like, I don't know. I gave him his newest weapon. That's what you're supposed to do. So just in case anyone thought I was an expert on anything or I'm good at any of these games, as a reminder, I am not. Well, we, I mean, what, we're three years into the Final Fantasy podcast. I'm a year and a half in. Neither of us are, are doing what we need to be doing here, unfortunately. Yeah. But I will, I will yeah. say, uh, just as a shout out to Josh, I was playing Final Fantasy VII on the stream yesterday at twitch.tv slash hardrockhope. And I sent him a couple screenshots of dialogue from um, the videos that you can watch in the basement of a house in the, uh, at the inn. Um, that have no <laughs> no visuals and again i've changed the character names so i send him a screenshot that was just like if it's a girl we'll name her comrade and josh knew exactly what that was from with no visual no name of who was speaking he's like i know what this is um that's wild yeah. I, okay a completely off, missable thing that has no visual component to help you remember um and it didn't say what's what's even more wild is like the disparity between that and i played this for hours last night and i don't even know and i'm taking detailed notes okay um let's move on we're back with pia and the gang pia gets back um i totally forget where pia left off last time but he got the stone from the place and he's coming back because Kuja wants him to get the stone. The The specifics of the stone and what it does is a little murky to me. Kuja wants it to take over the world and use this world to take over other worlds, I guess. But, like, how does it actually do that? I don't know. And why can't he go do it? Like, there's an anti-magic whatever with it, which is why I took all my melee attack damage people over there. It's fine. Yeah, so you split the party um it's unclear to me now if you did this this time or last time uh but when you get to the desert palace you are sending half of your party um with zidane to or with pia to oliver o-e-i-l however you want to pronounce that sequence of letters there uh very french sounding um to go get the gulag stone uh from mount is it, is it Mount Gulag in this game? Mount Gulag is a place in Final Fantasy 1. Um, so this is a throwback to the original Final Fantasy. Uh, but so half of your party is going to Ulaver to get the Gulag stone from Mount Gulag. And then the other half of your party, which is what we've been talking about so far, is the part that's running around the desert palace uh, 
causing mayhem and inanimate objects lighting candles lighting candles um tipping scales uh doing all of the important things really uh in this life Mm -hmm. pia gets back and he comes in and kuja's like pia i want to see you alone come in here alone with me don't bring anyone else and steiner is like I'm sure that this is a trap. You should proceed with caution. It's like, oh yeah, Steiner? Is this you think this is a trap? Freaking Steiner, man. Um, and uh okay, so he walks in, he's like, give me the stone, give me the stone, da, 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 da. and um on the other side, they're all like, wait a minute, this is a trap. We have to go in and rescue Pia because everyone else gets back. Uh the group that was well, not back, the group that stayed there finally decides to show up after tipping scales and lighting torches. They get back and they all walk in and they're like, oh, okay, we got to go help Pia. It's all a trap. But then friggin' Iko gets left on the other side of the door and not one person is like, where is, where, where did Iko? Where, where, did, did we, did we lose Iko back there? No, they just walk in like it's nothing. Pia's in there. Um, and Kuda's like, give me the stone. And Pia's like, mm, I don't know. This is maybe a bad idea. And Kuja then just freaking Accio stones and it, pulls over just out of nowhere for nothing you can do magic now somehow that's in this game i mean i guess magic was always in the game but like this kind of like household magic is now uh-huh. in the game as he you know brings over the he's like haha i have everything that i want now you idiots uh and then also he kidnaps Iko and and starts to run away on the ship the hildegard uh, two three i don't know one one of the Hildas, Hildegard. It'll be it'll be weirdly important later, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> um, he gets away on the ship, and then we all you know run after him. We're like, oh my god, I can't believe that he got away. This is ridiculous. We have to go follow him. But, but how are we going to follow him? Clop clop ribbit ribbit. Well, what if we used our other ship that could just follow him? The the blue narcissus or narcissa i don't know the blue there's a narcissus i think it's just narcissus but that feels so counterintuitive yeah narciss narciss it, it looks like they forgot to write the rest of the word feels like there's an a at the end of that um or at least there should be the blue narciss because there's a, it's a double s at the end that's the weird like if it was yeah N-A-R-C-I-S. it should be narcissa malfoy or narcissus yeah yeah uh, greek god uh, listen that's a separate that's podcast i don't know i don't know should i okay. make that the, anyway it's the, I make that the god of the week on the percy jackson podcast narcissist no it just wants me to look up narcissistic um nar, nar- yeah, that's based on narcissus um in the greek of the son of the river god cephasis and the nymph mythology okay 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 um Okay, I'm just going to start reading and hope that this is interesting. Okay, Narcissus he's from is, Greek mythology, but he's not a god. Uh, Narcissus' mother was god. told by the blind seer, whatever name, that he would have a long life provided he never recognized himself. However, his rejection of the love of the lymph echo, or whatever, of the young man, Amenius, uh, drew... Oh, okay, so they, you know, okay. Uh, in an earlier version, uh, uh, of the young man... Oh, my God. Drew, oh, drew upon him the vengeance of the gods. He fell in love with his own reflection in the waters of a spring and pined away... Or oh my god, film so the flower right. that bears that's his where name, narcissism comes from. Bring up from when he died, the Greek traveler in geography, whatever of is more so smart than the Narcissus to console himself for the death of his beloved twin sister, his exact counterpart sat gazing into the spring to recall her features. Oh, 
Okay, it's so just maybe like just enough words to not be helpful, but to be talking. Yeah, that's Zed. That's a podcast. Okay, that's. Did you not know about Narcissus before? No, I had no idea. Actually, I had no clue. Oh. Um, oh, look, you learned something today. Yeah, interesting. Okay, so it's not a god, so I couldn't make him like a Greek god of the week, but um, maybe I'll try and work in a way to bring him up on uh, Percy Jackson. Anyway. Okay, so we're on – in no way does that relate to the ship name, despite it basically it's being close. the same letters. It's, like, right there, but, like, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. But the ship so, is not obsessed with itself. The ship is not obsessed with the itself. The ship does not have a, a self-induced downfall of any kind. I would maybe argue that the Hildegard is more obsessed with itself than the Narciss. The Narciss. You know? Sure. Um, okay, so Kuja has Iko, and they run away, and we follow. Great. The place that we go is Esto Gaza. Um, you know, Esto Gaza is where we are heading. Um, and we just kind of get there. We we don't really have an option of going anywhere else. The ship just drops us off and right next to the town. We walk in. Um, I did have a rando encounter on the way of like some ice things, which were pretty cool, actually. I like the ice things, obviously. That's my <laughs> aesthetic for sure. Um, but I like the ice things. And we get to the place, we get to Esto Gaza, and we meet a freaking priest who is so rude to us and he's basically a, a, bris- a b- bishop rather um who's wildly racist against vv and pointy hatchet people um i think that's a race but i i i guess i don't i i mean i don't the know pointy hats yeah he's he's very rude to the pointy hands um and we're basically just like where you know where did the other pointy hat people go there was someone who is kidnapped a girl and taken them and he's like oh yeah uh, uh, why, uh, why why are you being so disrespectful to me um and then we see a freaking flashback of the other um what do they call the other black mages uh yeah. who are walking around and just walking right on through and we see this bishop just standing there one of them is freaking carrying Igo like by the side of the arm underneath and he's just like oh yeah that's that's probably fine no worries about that that's uh, no no issues there um he just walks right by and he has the freaking nerve to like stop us and uh, question us about what's going on here people are bringing little girls that are unconscious in their arms throughout to this mountain or whatever it's classic like, whatever. stuff yeah what kind of what kind of bishop are you i mean okay whatever we need to get back there. Also, Kuja approaches this guy and he just like gets out of the way. Like he's uh, this guy is nothing. This uh, what a what a joke. Um, we're trying to get to Mount Gulag uh, with Iko. That's our ultimate goal here. Is we're trying to find them. They took Iko and they're going to Mount Gulag now. I thought that we were just here. This 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 is where things get a little confusing for me because did Pia and the gang go to Mount Gulag to get the Gulag stone and bring yep. it back to the desert palace. But now we are going back. Like if Kuja could have just gone there the whole time, why did we go run the errand? This is often my question when playing RPG is, is why are you sending me to do this thing that you are clearly capable of doing yourself? Like what? Not unlike Final Fantasy fourteen, which you have plenty of experience with. Can you go take this thing to this person that's 50 feet that way and then come back and tell me what they said? 
but at least I understood the task. And when I'm delivering sure. mail, at least I'm like, yeah, a mailman exists in the world and is needed. Whatever. Okay. I'm a I, warrior of light with tons of magical power, but yeah. sure, let me do this yeah. for you. We literally slay whatever. I forget what they're called now in Final Fantasy 14. Whatever. We slay. Uh, what are they called? What's the name? Do you know the name for all like the creatures that we find? What's the? They have a name for him. I forget. I, I just no, forget I what they call. I don't know. Whatever. Um, we're out there slaying monsters. Yeah, but we're slaying a bunch of monsters, but mail. also yeah, delivering freaking Jeffrey's mail over to Henry or something. So okay, it just made no sense to me. But also like the travel because they have teleport pads that go straight there. Like we yeah. we could go because I accidentally did this. As Pia is leaving um, to go, actually, it might have been Ico, actually. No, it was Pia. As Pia is leaving to go, like, follow the ship, like, we have to go follow the ship, there's one teleport pad on the right that mm-hmm. takes us to basically where Ico was, was trouncing around in. Um, no, it was Ico. It was when I was, it was when I was as Ico doing... I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Turning on all the candles and stuff. Yeah, turning on all the candles. We could go. Basically, what I'm saying is we can go from the Desert Palace to Mount Gulag easily without a ship. And also Kuja can and is doing it. But uh-huh. he had me go and freaking uh, pull a British museum and steal all the bloodstones <laughs> from everything over there. And take all the stuff. And then now he's going over there to suck an idol on out of Ico or something. I don't even know what's going on here. We need to take a break. We we need to we need to we need to take a minute uh cuz I am I'm confused beyond belief. We're, we're going to try and come back and figure it out. Okay, we are back and Did we uh, figure it in out? our substantial recording break during which you listened to several commercials. Uh Adam, did you figure it out? No. I figured out nothing. <laughs> um okay. I know that we're in Mount Gulag, which is a start, I suppose. We get into the mountain. We we go down uh, like a well or something that's in there. And we just kind of walk around. Really, the only intrigue that happens here as I'm like in the mountain, as I'm you know kind of running around getting other stuff, is that um, on three, three, three separate occasions, I had to fight red dragons uh was sort of the big thing that happened while we were inside of the mountain and let me just tell you as i was uh going to fight the first the first one comes in a set of two how lovely Mm -hmm. is that for me um also i don't know if they were optional or not because like in retrospect i could have just gone all the way down i didn't actually have to go to the science but i wanted i guess i wanted the stuff that was there but i didn't know where i wanted to go so it wasn't like i was like choosing to go get the stuff i thought that that might have been the path but whatever i got over there i got the thing and then i started to fight against two red dragons and i was smoked i was absolutely smoked i have in this party which is my ideal mm, kind of ideal party vv snuck his way in there because he was having an emotional connection with the mountain or something and was like <laughs> i'm gonna go and um it always it does have sometimes where it's like he's like I'm gonna go and then it's like choose the rest of your party and it's like well I wouldn't theoretically have chosen a BB I would have picked Freya instead but it's fine I'm willing to take 
Vivi. So it's Pia and Vivi as sort of the required. We have Steiner because I will be damned if I don't have Steiner in my main party as much as possible. Uh-huh. Um, and then, just for old time's sake, and because I do need a healer, I did pick Dagger. In retrospect, Dagger was the incorrect choice. That was the wrong choice. But I couldn't pick Iko because, well, Iko is kidnapped and is not unavailable. Yeah. Quinna may have been an interesting option. They have the White Wind, so they have like some healing, mm-hmm. but they don't have uh, like the ability to revive at this point, and so. That's like sort of I need to I need to be able to have someone who can magically revive someone so I'm not just chucking Phoenix downs to get people up at two HP. Um have any over. of your characters learned auto life and do you know how that works? So I I think Steiner has it where when he dies he comes back at a couple HP. Is that what that well, is or you no? Can, you have to cast it on people and then if they have that if that status has then been activated by casting it then they will um come back if they get knocked out they'll come back at one hp uh because i have my um i have my vod continuing to run in the background as we're talking and i just found where that two dragon fight is and i had that same problem i got knocked out too and i had uh zidane vv Steiner and uh, Amaranth, the Flaming Ginger, mm. um, who has some healing in his weird skills, too, I think. He's got, like, the um, chakra thing, right? Like yeah, the, the which I think also yeah. regains you some MP as well. Um, and I got knocked out. And I think I left that. I think I did not go back to that fight. But at one point, I thought I was going to get to keep going because... Uh, he had auto life and so he came my whole party was knocked out and then he came back and I was like okay here we go and then they took another turn before I got yeah one HP in a dream there um (laughs) that's right (laughs) it's worked for me in the past oh yeah there have been times where I've forgotten a thing that means they're gonna come back and they come back and that's all I needed to like claw my way back into a fight yeah I mean I wasn't even close um and uh, so admittedly Vivi could make his way into the party like he he is probably always the fifth option so usually okay. it would be freya instead of vivi and then the dagger Iko could be interchangeable because i want mm-hmm. a healer so like it's not that either of them are both above vivi but like one of them has to be in the spot sure. um but i think vivi is like always the fifth option and it's never ever the flaming ginger uh-huh. sorry um i think that's it those, those are all the party um i I mean quinna could be in there i think quinna's really good as like a second i mean i took quinna when i went to to mount gulag for the first time but it was because of like the physical damage versus the magic damage yeah it's always it's kind of a crapshoot when quinna sometimes quinna's super useful yeah and other times they're just there to take damage and get knocked out over over which is fine but like steiner and p are both so tanky um so then i went back up i so i was over like if you're imagining this map which if you're listening to this like fully imagining the map that i'm on good luck pop off um i was over on the right side of the well and i got the thing up on the stairs or whatever and then i just ran around those stairs for i basically told myself 30 minutes 30 minutes of grinding and then we fight the dragon again. Cut. My previous seat, where it spit me back out beforehand, I could either go all the way back to the top of the mountain, or it, like if I just did continue from where I was at before, it just spit me out basically right on the screen of the red dragon. 
which mm -hmm. would make it so all of my grinding progress will have been for not. Uh, mm -hmm. we, we wouldn't have saved. So I was like, 30 minutes, I'm going to fully grind, and then we'll go. I, I And I also, at that point, equipped all of like the um, XP boost, stuff like that, to all of the characters. So everyone Sorry. was getting so much XP. Um, and I grinded probably 12 levels on everyone at the wow. very minimum. I think Steiner got up to like 30. I don't even know. It's, I mean, they, uh, no one had less than like 1700 HP. Steiner was almost That's really 30, good. 000. I was, I was sending it. Um, and we were fighting some annoying things too. There are some things up there where it's like yeah. they cast like devil candle and it would, I don't even know what it would do. Or there was one that would just cast freaking doom and it would just kill me. Yep. It would just be like, here, count from 10, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 4, 3, 2, 1, you're dead. <laughs> That's the whole thing, which is unfortunate. But luckily, Dagger could heal them. But Dagger kept losing concentration. It was very frustrating. I had to use a lot of uh, ethers. Uh -huh. So it was basically random encounter, random encounter ether and then fight and then heal up in the off screen random encounter <laughs> random encounter do it again and just go over and over and over i plowed through probably 20 ethers <laughs> going yeah. through all of this because that was my only way of like really healing off screen i didn't want to use a bunch of potions because i have auto potions set up on dagger and on vivi because they oh, don't wow. they don't have health to i mean they just don't have the health to not be instantly <laughs> I mean, they do now, but like they didn't at that point have the health to deal with it. Uh -huh. and admittedly, it's only like 450 health, but that's not an insignificant amount. Like it, it makes it so you can take, you know, two hits and still be alive if you have a potion in between there, as opposed to before. If Phoebe got hit by two things, he was just dead. Yeah, it is. It is a struggle in this game, though, that the potions do not scale with you. Like it is not a percentage of health. It is a flat number that very quickly... I guess not very quickly if if we're now talking in disc three, but becomes kind of irrelevant uh, in the later game. I think game. these are like the max size of potions. And I'm not upset yeah. about 450 health. Like it's not actually an insignificant amount. It's like, you know, a quarter of a good health bar, uh, like sixth or seventh of a of the best health bar. So like, it's not terrible, but enemies can hit for more than 450 pretty consistently. So it's not like going to be the end all be all of things, but I yeah. think as like an auto potion situation, I'm not mad about it. I'm never like using a potion as an item mid combat. Um, it just is never going to be worth it damage wise to it healing wise. Yeah. Like there's just no way that ever makes sense. Um, I would potentially, be, I, I was, I did have to a couple of times use the Phoenix downs mid fight. If I have multiple people down instead of just one, um, but just trying to keep the damage output is really the key. And VV sticking poison on enemies is a great way to have consistent damage. Um, and he's pretty consistent about hitting it too. So, okay. So I grinded forever, beat the dragons. By the time I got to the dragons, I was a little over powerful and it was really not that difficult <laughs> of a double dragon situation, which is good because then I had to go fight another dragon and then two more dragons yet again, as we're getting down um, into the bottom of this mountain. And we find Kuja who is trying to, extract the Eidolon from Ico. Now, we have seen this previously with um, with Dagger, right? Dagger had the Eidolon in her and Zorn and Thorn were doing some kind of weird ritual in the basement and 
trying to extract the Eidolon from her. And they're trying to do it with Aiko, but it's not really working. And uh, Kuja's like, okay, what is going on here? Freaking Zorn and Thorn, we need this Eidolon. And they're like, well, it's really not a fully grown Eidolon until she's 16. And as we know, Aiko is not 16. She is six. She is not 16. She's not even close to 16. And we're still trying to extract this Eidolon from Aiko. And Kuja's like, listen, I want to take over the entire world. I want to use this world to take over other worlds. And it starts with generating an Eidolon more powerful than Alexander. And it must be done from this six-year-old. And sort of thing are like, okay, I mean, we're, I guess we'll keep trying. And then uh, as they're going to extract the Eidolon from Ico, friggin' Kupo appears and interferes. And it's like, you're not going to do this. I'm going to protect you. And freaking uh, it turns into another Eidolon. Kupo, this is, it's a little convoluted and I don't even know that I fully understand <laughs> this or I'm going to be saying this correctly. The friggin' Kubo turns into an Eidolon and one-shots Zorn and Thorn as they go into, a, like, a fake combat there that I was, like, I guess a part of, but not really. I was just a spectator. And Aiko uh, gets told from Kubo, just like, oh, cast terraforming or, or whatever. the what, I forget what the... I think that was it, actually. And then turns Zorn and Thorn into, like, a pile of earth and just destroys them. The Mog, I think the name was, I have written down here, but Kupo, let's be honest here. Mog <laughs> was an Eidolon the whole time. Aiko didn't even realize this mm-hmm. was an Eidolon, which also begs the question, what is an Eidolon? Like, what, it, what, 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 like, like, so you have an Eidolon inside of Aiko, like, as her, or is, is she an Eidolon? Does she can she summon? Is Kupo a summon? What is yeah, you summon the Eidolons. Physics of what that literally means is kind of unclear. Yeah. Like all of the gemstones that you find, like you mentioned topaz, and there's also sapphire and emerald and diamond and opal and whatever. Mm-hmm. Each of those gems is what will teach uh dagger and echo various summons but what what does that literally look like you know how is a hat teaching you cure no one really knows this is not explained the mechanics are not explained in within the world of the game you just have to accept that you just have to go for it okay that's fine um but also i didn't realize that koopo could talk in not Koopa Koop uh, words, so you know, good good for them. I guess maybe because they were, they are not they were doing that back in. Sorry, were they? Yeah. Oh, okay. I I tried to forget everything that happened in Medane. Sorry, that's that was fake. Um. Okay. We defeat Zorn and Thorn. Pia and the gang show up, and Kuja is there, and immediately, like, we're just running after Kuja. And he's like, "No, you're not going to do this," and he like force fields us away. Great, and then. He is like just basically walking away. He's like, I know what I need. I'll I'll get what I need. Don't you even worry about it. Um, I hear we have the line. Um, I mean, really, we have the line here. Um, I hear those twins referring to Sword and Thorn, of course. Mm-hmm. Put on a good show. Only 
they're not twins, are they? Bum, bum, bum. And at this point, I was like, Kusha, what are they? What you mean? They're not <laughs> twins. What are they, lovers? What are we doing here? What do you mean they're not twins? What else could they possibly be? Zorn and Thorn are not twins? I don't know. Is there a Zorn and Thorn uh, fanfic out there somewhere? Like, is there Probably. is there a world? Yeah, okay. I'm not interested been in around seeing it. 25 years yeah everything is out there yeah i don't want to see it i just want to know that it exists is really the is really the thing there this is like early days peak like fanfiction.net time too shortly after this game is released so that feels ripe for possibilities i'll tell you zorn and thorn feel ripe for something too um vv runs off yeah it's (laughs) vv runs off at this point to follow kujo whatever we'll get to him later um and then we fight Zorn and Thorin, except they have melded themselves into um a weird body situation here and are just a big gross kind of creature. They're not hard to kill, though. This is not like a hard fight at all. Iko joins the party, VV leaves, so I have like all the healing in the world. I have my two best damage dealers. Like this is this is also a totally fine party. Like I would theoretically replace um dagger with freya but like it's fine this is a totally fine party plenty of offense plenty of healing it's great defeat zorn and thorn great um okay then vivi comes in right after the fight is over very convenient um and is like kuja was lying about everything he just told all the other black mages that he can't actually extend their lifespan and that they're just going to stop one day and we're all like, oh man, that, I mean, that is tough. That's crazy that the guy who was promising you that he could extend your lifespan was maybe lying about that particular fact. Um, mm-hmm. But you could still live life to the fullest, VP, right? Like you could, you still have so much to live for. There's still so much going on. I mean, all of us are going to stop one day, but you have so much going on. He's like, no, I, I'm going to go sit with them. And that's, that's going to be what I do. Poor VB really has been going through it is like nine and uh mm-hmm. it's just really in the thick of things um in a way this is probably sad to <laughs> to some people right this is this is probably sad probably you're you're probably devastated about this little little a nine-year-old here. having an existential crisis and just accepting the reality of of the eventual <sighs> the inevitability of death yeah it's i mean sad. that's like the key though i don't know like you just have to accept it like one day we're all going to stop and the, the you know there's no real use to trying all these different things especially objectively evil things to extend your lifespan um when you should just be utilizing your current lifespan to the best of its ability or to the best of your ability but what do i know um maybe not more than bb in a lot of these cases to be honest (laughs) with you so bb's having his crisis great okay then this is where things get a little off the rails here a rando woman says um uh Hey, is someone there? And I'm like, where are we right now? Aren't we aren't we at the bottom of Mount Gulag? And they're like, what is going on? And who should be here? Who should be in this random little side room at the very bottom of Mount Gulag? But Hilda, 
of famed Hildegard, one, two, whatever, Hildegard royalty. <laughs> the eponymous, <Hilda>. yeah. <laughs> the- In her beautiful room <laughs> with her gorgeous bed and all her nice lights Fully and her made like, up. drapery. Yeah, and- she's in a giant dress. She, I mean, she is decked out here. Um, And then, because that wouldn't even be crazy enough. If we just like encountered Hilda here, one thing. Sid shows up. Since when has Sid been here? Sid's well, been here the he, whole time. He was part. Of, he got, when you all got abducted together. He was with you because there's seven potential members. Or no, there's eight members of your party. But remember, because he went and did the thing that opened the doors. Oh, no, I remember that. We hasn't done anything since. We haven't even heard from him since. He's he just was here. with. He was just with you on the ship. Yeah. Because he, what was he going to do? Stay in the desert palace? I don't know. Maybe contribute to any of the uh, goings on of the group. Uh, at any point, Sid. Anyway, Sid walks in, and we really, we really get some wild stuff here. Uh, this was probably my favorite part of this little <laughs> time uh, because I was going to stop a little bit beforehand, but that I, I was going to stop this when we got to the room. But then I saw that it said that I was like, okay, we got some drama happening here. And immediately, well, first off, Hilda's like, oh my, wait, what do you mean it said? I don't remember marrying a frog. And (laughs) I was like, what a friggin' piece of dialogue right there. But then she goes even further because Sid's like, oh, it's me. It's me. You know, you recognize me? She's like, of course, the mustache. (laughs) How could it be anyone else? It must be you. Mustachioed frog. The mustachioed frog. It must be you. And then, so, okay. What do uh, what we know about them previously is that she was scorned. I don't think we were told why in the past. She was upset at Sid and turned Sid into an englob, and he has been trying to like win her back or earn her back by naming ships. Yeah, after she her. calls him a skirt chaser, so yeah. we can put. Two well, we're together. putting two and two what together pretty quickly here because Hilda's like, yeah, Kuja uh, is very evil. He was like telling me all of his plans. He told me everything i didn't even have to pry and he told me everything um and 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 so it's like oh my god well we need to we need to know those plans we have to tell Pia those plans so we can like actually stop it and he'll and and then he'll just like well he might be he might be evil um and and he's probably going to be using this world to destroy others and that's what he you know that's what he's going to do he was taking me he was really holding me hostage but he's telling me all these evil plans but at least he didn't cheat on me Sid. Yeah. at least he Isn't didn't whole- cheat at least he wasn't a, a filthy philanderer. She goes on and on about how evil Kuja is and how he literally wants to destroy the entire world. And then I swear to God, she finishes it off with, but at least he didn't cheat on me. I dropped dead when she said this. I could not believe that's where this was going. And it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. What? <laughs> he has no idea. He's evil um, and a narcissist, but he was nice to me. So all nice is forgiven. <laughs> oh my god. We have a we have a new um character in the running for narcissist of the week here. Um, <laughs> um okay great he didn't cheat whatever and then Sid's like i promise baby i will never cheat on you again and she's like but how can i trust your words and he's like because trust me (laughs) i won't do it and then she's like okay okay i'll turn you back or what if i turn you into a hedgehog pine he's like no 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 don't don't do that don't do that and then she's like fine and then and then 
she turns, I don't know how. We had to go through strange potions, waggy potions, nasty potions, whatever, to try and She's turn him very back. powerful. She just freaking does it. She turns him back and she turns him into an absolute zaddy out here as Sid, the human, now appears. And let me tell you, I was kind of, uh, you know, whatever, maybe out on the, the Oglop or the frog of it all. That mustache, though, um, I can see how you could put that mustache on a frog and be like, oh, yes, it's you sid i fully see you freaking zaddy sid out here is uh you know double cheeked up on a gulag afternoon like that's what's going on here and we're gonna talk about we're gonna talk about sid uh but i do not want to neglect to mention that before she turns him back into a human she is like kneeling and like holding this little frog like on her lap she kissed the frog I like think, it's a happened. teddy bear or like yeah. a little baby yeah she like kissed the frog i think it's is how this so got turned back. like a yeah like a frog kiss situation um okay and basically that's where i'm over i just finished at the next save point because we're waking up with pia in um in the room i don't know how we got back to limp Bloom, but we whatever we got back to limp Bloom, no problem because we can sometimes we can just travel places easily and sometimes it's just an insane endeavor we're back in Limboom. Well, I think them. she might have she might have had one of the Hildegards. And so it's possible that we traveled back on one of the Hildegards, but no clue. Maybe it's not. A, and I get woken up and being like, hey, there's a meeting in the conference room coming up. And I'm like, okay, I'll see you in the conference room. Thanks for telling me it's in the conference room. So many I'll conference be, room meetings in this fantasy I'll, I'll be game. right there. Yeah, like I don't go to friggin' conference rooms enough in my life. Like I need another one here in Final Fantasy Nine, but and that's where I ended up uh, throughout this section of game. I don't know how much more we have left, but it does feel like we are getting close to the end. Things are things are coming to a head. We're I, we're probably about two thirds of the way through disc three at this point. I would say um, it a little bit depends on how much additional running around uh, you do with access to um, to the to the ship, but. You can also fly fly through some stuff pretty fast if you don't go do extra things. Um, but as you have learned, extra things can be helpful. So Could be. doesn't mean that I'm going to do them, but I do agree that that is a lesson that someone theoretically would have learned by this point. Keeps, keeps trying to, someone keeps trying to impress upon you. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's where we're at in the gameplay. And you have already uh, picked our our Issa look character. I mean, we. Today. I don't know how we don't do Sid here. I just don't know how we don't do it. Like maybe uh, Hilda could have been in the running. Um, maybe, but like I, I don't know. We just we have to do we have to do Sid here. Um, Sid Fabul, who is Sid Fabul <laughs> the ninth. Uh, who is 35 years old but oh looks like god. he's 60 oh my god this man 35 okay so i also took a screenshot of of when he turned basically because i was just so in shock at, at well basically at seeing so much knee on a character um, uh and fabul by the way is a reference to a town in or a kingdom in Final Fantasy 4, which is where the monks live and where Yang 
the the boss ass monk uh is where is found in final fantasy 4 so just dropping in another historical final fantasy reference in the game if you somehow know that sid's last name is fabul although it is spelled differently but um yeah i was gonna say i don't even know that like uh, it has told me that name at all Probably um, not. Uh, I mean, yeah. it doesn't generally tell you last names, but almost every Final Fantasy character does have one, hmm. and they're really wild. Yeah, maybe like you could see it in some kind of like paper or statue or something if I like looked at the right place, but whatever. Um, okay, we have to start with the mustache. We just simply have to. It is the largest, also, like a, it goes in the opposite direction of what I would expect just simply based on gravity. Um, it's almost like he has a hairy horseshoe right on his face that goes backwards. Like it is absolutely massive. Um, yeah, and it is direction of a handlebar mustache. It goes up. Yeah. And down. I don't know. Uh, there, there has to be a name for it, but also I don't think that this exists in the real life because I don't think it's possible unless it, you're it just... defies the laws of gravity. Even, even if you had significant aid of mustache wax yeah it's a it's a lot like this would be wildly impressive um so pop off uh in in the first place i love his hair it's like there's like a little bit of a little bit of texture there as it's kind of slicked back it's parted um on on that side so i like that that's just, i think that's the side that i parted on if i'm like imagining this correctly so um although based on this video, but i think it's like mirrored so I, whatever um Okay, so I like the hair. He's got some big ears, some big ears. That man can hear um, <laughs> pop off uh, in that respect. I like the get up here. The cape is cool. Um, the the top is cool. I, I do like the design and like the little belt moment in the middle. It's when we get below the belt, if you will, um, that things get a little a little sus down here <laughs> yeah uh, so sid is dressed in pretty straightforward like without breaking a lot of rules elizabethan era clothing for a nobleman um he's got his doublet which is cinched at the waist yeah um and then i can't remember what the pants are called the like big floofy pants they have a name and i used to know but i don't remember anymore because it has been almost 10 years since I worked at the Renaissance fair. Um, but those are, were very typical of like the late 1500s, early 1600s. Um, and then usually you would have tights underneath. Um, it does not look like, I imagine he's wearing white ones, but it sure doesn't oh, look no. like Oh no, there is nothing underneath this. This is it's just bare, bare legs. The legs are out. The, the, the dogs Bryce are Bryce would out. love this look because the shorts are, Above the knee. Yeah. They are. Uh, I One mean, they the are, thumbs are hidden significantly above the knee. Um, <laughs> we can see all of the knee. Like there is a lot of, I knee. mean, if you, and if you scroll down on the, uh, the final fantasy fandom wiki page, which is where we are always looking at these artworks, you can find a photo that is him in profile and from behind and in profile, <laughs> Sid's got some nice legs. Yeah. Oh, Oh, Sid. I don't know what he's been. Well, I maybe they are all uh, jacked up from hopping around. <laughs> Did he really? Do you think the muscles translate? If you it's like always are, leg day when you're, if you're like, hopping around. If 
be like a frog. That's going to be on the gym wall. Be, be like a frog. Um, and then I also really enjoy that if you look at him from behind, his mustache is just like aggressively sticking out on both sides. Past it's very ears. aggressive sticking out. Which looks really pointy. That's what his I was saying. The ears. Really pointy from behind. Ears are way out there. The other thing that I um, have to, now that I'm seeing this from the side, I don't know why I thought that the beard mustache con- situation would not have like a weird little middle thing in there on the face. Like I, you have to, I, I don't even know He's how to describe like the this whole frame of the mouth. Yeah. Which probably has a name and I don't know what that would be. Plus the goatee in the middle. Plus it comes up the sides plus sideburns plus the flying mustache on the top. Um, but it's like all of it. If you're but looking so at this, the, uh, it is, is maintained. <laughs> There's like a weird trapezoid of cheek in there. <laughs> that, that like I don't even know how else to describe this because you just have to. Look, I, we'll post this picture in the description. You just like you have to look at this. Um, the only other thing to talk about are the shoes. Um, I like the shoes. They seem like pretty simple. No socks. No one wears socks in this world. Um, but then the front over by the shin goes like way up like his mm-hmm. shins are protected from the you're front. guarding those saucy ankles yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, i mean the, just, yeah. just to throw it in here if you've heard the term break a leg and don't know what it means well or you know it means good luck but you don't know where it came from uh it came from this time period when men wore clothes like this with these like exposed to expose the musculature of your legs and when breaking a leg is a way that you bow with like your one leg in the back and then you p- like point your other leg forward and you bend on your back leg and you are presenting this beautiful leg as you're bowing. And that's that's what it means to break a leg before it meant good luck in the theater world. So that's okay. just a another little fun historical fact <laughs> yeah. i have for you we here. really are bringing out a lot of interesting facts and tidbits here on this also podcast. i want you to know adam and maybe i'll post a picture of this in the discord as well if people want to see it i have this shirt okay what is so it's not it, it's not sid but i'm gonna think of it as sid from now on yeah the mustache is is maybe not fully to the sid levels but like it's it's a little more realistic but it is very stylized yeah um, um and this guy does have a big beard that has horses in it i don't know that uh, I, I got it at a at a circus festival i went to in prague oh uh i and don't know that I'm i could like physically grow a mustache like this like i don't even know that it's like theoretically possible <laughs> let I alone I, I doubt it in a, i don't even know why you would want to but i guess like if you could you should i don't know yeah um there's, that's there's it. Like some, it it's big like brooklyn hipster vibes yes yes yeah this person is probably drinking kombucha is is what's happening here and um, works people's... and works like at a tattoo parlor mm-hmm. do people still drink kombucha is that a thing oh yeah okay i don't even i don't know what kombucha is honestly it's I, a it's... fermented beverage with live cultures in it that are probiotic and good for your gut health there's so many words that you just said that i like, <laughs> should know like i don't know what a probiotic is a culture 
doesn't like milk mm-hmm. culture or like cells or, or like the way that like yogurt has cultures and kefir is another one i don't really know what kefir is yeah though. i mean we're just okay anyway maybe um, i should send this podcast when i'm applying for jobs so that they understand all the big words and random facts that I they know. yeah you it's very impressive i bet if anyone listened to this podcast wouldn't hire you i'd be shocked they really i i know so many things yeah seriously seriously um like narcissus for example um <laughs> and cultures we're uh, anyway. science we're talking about culture we've talked we're terrains talking literature we've talked history, we've talked fashion I mean, greek uh all, all, all kinds my, of my knowledge is is broad and in a, in a surprising places occasionally very deep um <laughs> knowledge 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 adam stop it <laughs> Okay, we gotta go. Okay. We got yeah, we gotta wrap it up here. We're uh, here. Adam's about to lose it. Um, oh, anything God. else you want folks to know as we finish up here? No, today? I'm excited to I'm excited to keep going here. It does seem like like we're close to the home stretch, although I feel like I said that last time and then put in another like six or seven hours. What I do want though is that and that maybe this is only like really for one or two people, but if anyone out there um wants to take a guess at how long it will have taken me fully to complete the game. I would love to, I, I don't know, like figure out a prize or something for whoever can get the closest. To like guessing. the jelly, like how many jelly beans. Yeah. How like many hours to play through. Yeah. How many hours do you think it will take me once I am fully finished to finish the game entirely? And I'm not going to tell you where I'm at right now because I feel like that's kind of cheating, but like, you know, just uh, I, 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 putting your guesses. Okay. For like the, whatever, two or three of you that are out there uh, putting your guesses um, and, and I don't know, maybe we'll come up with something. Maybe whoever gets the closest at the end gets to like choose one additional is a look or something. I don't know, whatever. We'll, we'll figure something out. So there you go. Put in that, but I'm excited to, I'm excited to keep going. It should be fun. Yeah. Uh, I was just trying to look and see if I could figure out how long my playthrough took um which will be much longer than yours uh because i did a lot of side stuff you did all the side stuff are never gonna do i didn't even do all the side stuff um but i did a significant amount of side stuff uh but i cannot pull it up very rapidly at this moment okay well Um, i'm gonna do i'll do my plugs quickly and then you can yeah do do your plugs Great. Um, I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter, PM and Adam One, as well as every single week over at One Indescribable Podcast. That's One CXG Podcast on Twitter. We're talking through Girls Five Eva. We're into season two. We're having a ton of fun of that. And then we're also uh, doing Previous Little Liars, where we're going through season one of Pretty Little Liars, but only watching the previously ons. Um, we are releasing two podcasts a week uh, for Previous Little Liars. Um, admittedly, they are like thirty-minute podcasts and require like two minutes about what about prep. two minutes of content? Yeah, yeah, about, about two minutes of content, and it's 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 really really fun. Go check that out over there in the Potion Recaps world. I'm uh, finishing our conversation about Monarch Legacy of Monsters with Todd Brain. I'm talking about um, uh, Doctor Who with Kevin and Melissa. We're picking back up this next week with season six and the Christmas special just before it. So very excited about that. Um, and then of course I'm also talking about Percy Jackson uh, with Melissa episode by episode, and then. If you're a patron of Potion Recaps, we're also having a book club podcast to talk through uh, Percy Jackson as well. And it is decreed that that is the only podcast where I will admit that I am wrong on anything. So you have to go listen to that if you want uh, me to admit that I'm wrong about uh, literally anything. So go check that out over there. We're doing that every other episode. So every other week we are doing a book club podcast. But we will have um, regular uh, episodes uh, every single week about Percy Jackson as well. So that's where you can find me. 
Zad, what about you over there on twitch.tv slash hard rock hope? That is where you can find me. Uh, I got no other podcast going on at the moment. That's okay. Um, so you can find me on Twitch almost every day of the week these days. I'm trying to be pretty consistent. Uh, we started another playthrough of Fire Emblem Three Houses a couple weeks ago. Having a lot of fun with that. Still doing our Final Fantasy VII uh, all comrade run, um, which has led to a lot of really hilarious dialogue where comrades are just yelling at each other with the same name. Um, and we're past disc one now, so we made it through the the hard part. Uh, just the other, just yesterday, I think, as we're recording this, it was difficult. It's it's hard every time. The end of disc one of Final Fantasy VII is just sad every time. It's so good. Um, so we're into disc two now. We're into like the meat of the the plot, flying flying forward. So you can come hang out with us there at twitch.tv slash hardrockhope. And don't forget to please subscribe to Post Show Recaps wherever you get your podcasts. You can pick your favorite shows to follow on individual uh what's the word feeds um such as this one at pushrecaps.com slash final fantasy uh but otherwise we appreciate your ratings and reviews in the various podcast app review places uh they really help grow the network and other than that we will catch you all next week with whatever comes next in final fantasy 9 until then take care be safe don't get on any weird ships without knowing where you're going Bye bye